everybody. Welcome back to Podcast 51. I'm Tom. And I'm Amir. And this week we're going to be talking about um, Project MK Ultra. And we just want to give a little disclaimer before we go into this episode and before every episode. And just want to say that just because we cover a topic does not mean we are intentionally offering any validity or saying that we believe it. We are covering it for strictly entertainment purposes. However, this week we happen to be covering something um, that is true. So let's go into uh, Project MK Ultra and give a little bit of some general background to what it is. And then we can go into some specifics. But basically, Project MK Ultra started in about the 40s or f- the late 40s, early 50s. Mm-hmm. And it was a CIA operation um, back when the CIA was known as the OSS um, to basically control people's minds. Um, it was a mind control thing, which would help to. Uh, for interrogation purposes, both to interrogate people and then to help um, our people stand up against interrogation yeah. as well. And they had a whole lot of different um, goals they had in with this project. Um, so I want to say some, we'll go into some specifics real quick. We got a lot of notes on it. Um, it grew out of the 1945 Joint Intelligence Objective Agency under Operation Paperclip. Um, and it was called Operation Paperclip because it was after World War II, we brought a bunch of Nazi doctors and stuff back and, and scientists and stuff back to the USA but we expunged their records um, so that people wouldn't know they're Nazis and then it come, the paperclip part comes from when we would paperclip their new identity to their shirt so that's just a little background on that um, but it featured such um, operations as um, Chatter which tested the effectiveness of certain uh, drugs in interrogation, Project Bluebird um, which grew to be MK Ultra, and Project Artichoke which was the jumping off point for MK Ultra as it focused on like hypnosis, um, forced morphine addiction, um, use of total isolation, and LSD. Um, subjects were later subject to like uh, severe amnesia and have foggy memories of their experiences there. Um, and just uh, some more background on that is MK means that it was sponsored by the CIA's technical services staff, mm-hmm. and Ultra was used to designate the highest level of security. And this whole thing was headed up by this guy named Sidney Gottlieb, um, who began, um, who, but it was begun by CIA director at the time, Ellen Welsh Dulles, or Duels, I'm not trying to pronounce yeah, that. Yeah, either one works. Uh, on April 13th, 1953. So that's the official start date that we know of. And basically what it says here is the whole goal was to develop methods of mind control to use against opponents after they heard about the same thing, that, after they heard that the same thing was being done to their POWs in Korea. Um, they were also in, interested in using it to um, control foreign leaders, and since it's the 50s, um, they were looking mostly at controlling Castro. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I have uh, that down here. Um, experiments were done with the main the main problem with you know outside if you talk about the ethics of mind control is that the main problem was that a lot of the experiments they did were without the knowledge or consent of their subjects, um, and then also. And this is a confirmed thing that actually happened. They have t- lots of documents on it. But the problem is that a lot of the m- really specific details are a little bit foggy because in 1973, um, the, all the documents that they had um, stored were destroyed um, at the command of director of CIA director Richard Helms in response to like this panic caused by water gauges happening. Um, so it's impossible to gain like a full insight, and there was over 150 subprojects in this MK Ultra larger project. Um, but about 20,000 pages of documents survived only because they were stored in a place that they shouldn't have been stored. So the only way we know that this is a true thing, we have actual confirmation of this, is because someone messed up on their job and stored the documents incorrectly. You had one job, Steve. And thank you for doing it wrong, because otherwise we wouldn't know. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, so I'd say this is probably, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it way more. There's a whole lot of interesting stuff about this, but I say this is probably one of the ones that we've covered that uh, that we will cover that is actually like 100% confirmed true. There are some theories um, surrounding some of the details, but this is a real thing that happened. Uh, do you want to take it from there and cover some stuff? All right, so I have like, just in case everyone doesn't like completely understand, like I have movie examples of like okay. this whole concept. So the, mo- the movie Mr. Right starring Anna Kendrick. No one saw it, by the I way. I did not see it. Yes, it's all right. No one saw it. But, yeah, this is also an example of it. They talk about, it, like, the guy was the last remaining person in MK Ultra, And then American Ultra starring Jesse Eisenberg. I have seen that. Some people saw that. Not many. But <laughs> that was actually a good movie. It is. But that one is also, like, saying he was the last remaining person to also leave Ultra. What is wrong with Max Landis and MK Ultra? But anyway, <laughs> he was the last remaining person from the Ultra program, and it's like basically like he got turned on by like a word or something like that, and then mm-hmm. he just went crazy and started, you know, you know, killing people, I guess. And then the whole Jason Bourne concept, don't even want to go into it. I'd also say a really main one that was really mainstream, because I think Denzel Washington starred was the Manchurian Candidate. Um, which actually also grew out of this um, project that they had here because um, one of their goals was that they want to make these political uh, sleep agent assassins who they could just, you know, trigger with a word or whatever and then they just go and start and they'd go and kill a political leader, assassinate them without, with like, against their will pretty much because they're sleeper agents. But I'd say, yeah, Manchurian Candidate is also something they were going for there. Yeah, and then uh, current one is, like, season one of Stranger Things. Haven't seen it, but... Dr. Martin Brenner, I guess, was a part of it. Hmm. People who've heard that, you know, get back to me on that one. Maybe <laughs> I'll watch it. And then uh, Call of Duty Black Ops, the character Alex Mason is in MKUltra in order to assassinate President Kennedy. But that was the Russian side of things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's, like, just a couple of them. And then, like, also just to lead on to that, they also believe towards the end of, like, the MKUltra program that the leader of the the head of CIA's counterintelligence, which is James Jesus Angleton. His middle name is Jesus. That is awesome. <laughs> but he believed that the organization was being penetrated by a bunch of moles, like, at the oh, top. Oh, yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah. So, you know, this didn't really work out how they thought it was going to. But doesn't mean that it didn't continue it for a really long time and really funneled a lot of resources into it because... Um, the CIA spent millions of dollars on this, and this, so basically this grew out of the Cold War paranoia at the time because USA wasn't the only one with nukes anymore, um, and then we were also really afraid of communism, and so we were really trying everything we could to figure out how to combat this and like kind of gain some footing that people didn't have. Um, so some historians believe that the goal of MKUltra was to create, like I said, a Manchurian candidate um, who is essentially a sleeper, uh, sleeper cell, unknowing political assassin. And some people claim that the CIA was trying to get some attention um, on these programs, like the Manchurian candidate ones, because they were seen as being like super ridiculous. So people would focus on that. They'd be like, oh, the CIA is trying to make a Manchurian candidate. That's ridiculous. So that they wouldn't see that their real intent was developing a better method of tor- or better methods of torture and interrogation. That's that's all um, speculation, but that's an interesting thing, some media diversion. Um, but one official document recovered from the program reveals the goals and their goal of discovering, and there's a whole list of them, I'll read them off, substances which will promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to the point where the recipient would be discredited in public, uh, materials which will cause the victim to 
uh, age faster or slower in maturity substances which will increase the efficiency of mentation and perception materials which will promote the intoxicating effect of alcohol materials which will produce the signs and symptoms of recognized diseases in a reversible way so that they can be used for malingering um, which is kind of like the exacerbation of uh, materials which will cause temporary such permanent brain damage and loss of memory substances which will enhance the ability of individuals to withstand um, privation torture and coercion during interrogation or brainwashing materials and physical methods which will produce amnesia for events preceding and during their use physical methods methods of producing shock and confusion over extended periods of time and capable of surreptitious use substances which produce physical disablement such as paralysis of the legs acute anemia etc substances which will produce a chemical that can cause blisters substances that which will also the structure in such a way that the tendency of the recipient to become dependent upon another person is enhanced. A material which will cause mental confusion of such a type that individual under its influence will find it difficult to gain a fabrication or questioning. And there's a few more, but it's basically they wanted these substances to basically control people or just mess them up really, really good. Um, and one goal is to see if they could get CIA or CIA. One way is to, one goal is that they could see if they could get Soviet spies to defect against their will. Something that we really need to talk about is that one of their main uh, materials that they experimented heavily with was LSD. Um, that was pretty relative. That was relatively new at the time. And this first part, one of the parts began in April 1953, focused on L on giving LSD to those that couldn't fight back. So they gave LSD to mental patients, drug addicts, prostitutes, and prisoners, as well as many other as well as many others to monitor the reactions. Um, one even one record even says that there was a mental patient in Kentucky that was administered LSD for 174 consecutive days. And all of this was all of this was without consent, which violates the Nuremberg Code, which came after World War II. Um, another operation that was um, pretty popular or pretty well known is the Operation Midnight Climax. And the CIA set up brothels in downtown San Francisco and uses and used the customers as subjects because they believed they would be too embarrassed to tell anyone what happened because they were at a brothel. And they were given LSD and then they were viewed and recorded through one-way mirrors to you know monitor the reactions. Um, even CIA employees, U.S. military personnel, and suspected spies were administered LSD and told they were not giving them LSD until they revealed all their secrets, or they would not stop giving them LSD until all their secrets were revealed. Heroin users were even bribed with, bribed, um, with more heroin, um, and several deaths and long-term debilitation record, uh, were recorded from this. Um, Gottlieb, Sidney Gottlieb, who we mentioned, uh, wanted to use it on high-ranking officials to alter important meetings or speeches, but didn't know how one would react when unknowingly given LSD in a nat in like a, you know, a non-test environment. So they began to test CIA employees without their um, consent randomly. Um, Frank Olson is a really well-known case because he became deeply depressed and fell from a 13-story window after he was randomly administered LSD. One employee was noted as running across Washington with visions of monsters. So they were just giving, they were putting him in their morning coffee or whatever and just testing these employees without their consent. Um, some of the experimentation done with LSD was consensual, but like, um, but those people that consented were often subjected to much harsher experiments, um, like seven people in Kentucky, in Kentucky again, who were administered LSD for 77 consecutive days. Um, we're going to go a little bit long on this on this description because there's a whole lot of stuff here. Another experiment occurred when they fed, uh, another experiment that they did was they fed someone um, barbiturates into one arm, and when they started to fall asleep, they would feed them uh, through an IV. And then when they started to fall asleep, they would feed them um, amphetamines through an IV in the other arm, which would cause, and so barbiturates will put you to like sleep, and amphetamines obviously are a stimulant. So they would begin to babble incoherently, but on occasion they would be able to use this to yield helpful answers. The main point there is on occasion. Uh, <laughs> they also studied, um, 
hypnosis pretty heavily. Um, they wanted to be able to use hypnosis to, um, to be, have people be able to recall complex information and to induce anxieties in people. Um, this hypnosis was drug, was drug induced. A really main player in this category of MKUltra was this guy named Donald Cameron, who was a Scottish psychiatrist. He was recruited by the CIA following his concept of psychic driving, which is something that we've all heard of because it's when you pretty much like are prone to hearing um, this repetitive messages over and over again, and then it will alter your behavior. Um, there's a lot of cases of this in popular culture. There's an episode of Friends, um, particular that I can think of, where Joey learns to stop smoking through this psychic driving technique. Um, but he was he wanted to cure schizophrenia specifically, and he was given $69,000 over seven years for research on MKUltra through a CIA front um, called... Uh, well, where'd it go? Uh, the Society for the Investigation of Human Ecology. Um, he experimented with LSD and other paralytics and electroconvulsive therapy, which was powered at 30 or 40 times the normal power of electroconvulsive therapy. Um, his, psychic drive, his psychic driving technique had him putting subjects into drug-induced comas for weeks or even months at a time. Um, many, of, many of his subjects or victims only entered the institute with minor anxieties or postpartum depression, but he messed them up for life. He, they were prone to involuntary urination. Um, they forgot who their parents were. They began to think that their interrogators were their parents. And during this time, he also became the chair of the World Psychiatric Association and the president of the Canadian Psychiatric Association. And then pretty much after this is when he got blown wide open because in 1975, the New York Times, the New York Times claims that the claimed that the U.S. government had been conducting illegal, unconsented experiments on U.S. citizens throughout the 60s, which prompts uh, an investigation by Congress through the Church Committee and Rockefeller Commission. The reports revealed that the CIA and Department of Defense, um, everything that they had been, uh, their reports about um, on those. Um, departments revealed that everything that they'd been committing illegal experiments on U.S. citizens as part of a program aimed at controlling behavior through drugs and other psychological means. It was very undetailed because they hadn't yet discovered this cache of 20,000 pages of documents. Um, but Sidney Gottlieb was mentioned and he claimed that he recalled very little and he actually died in 1999. Um, following the recommendations of the church committee, President Gerald Ford in 1976 issued the first executive order on intelligence activities, which among other things prohibited experimentation with drugs on human subjects except with the informed consent and writing and, in writing and witnessed by, by a disinterest party. Of each such human subject, and in, in, in accordance with the guidelines issued by the National Commission, subsequent orders by um, Presidents Carter and Reagan expanded on this directive to apply to any human experimentation. Excuse me. In 1977, another hearing was had on the Senate floor during the um, featuring the 20,000 pages that were discovered through incorrect storage, and they stated that the and they stated that the agency itself subsequently acknowledged that these tests had little scientific rationale, and the agents conducting and monitoring were not qualified scientific observers. Um, Canadians didn't find out until 1984, because David Cameron lived in Canada. Um, he didn't find out until 1984. Um, Canada, Canadians didn't find, uh, find out that they were involved until 1984, and they were uh, subsequently appalled by their behavior. Um, and they were they realized that the government of Canada was fully aware of Cameron's research, and they even gave him money to support it. He they gave him about a hundred thousand dollars, or they gave him an undisclosed amount of money. But then they were sued by Canadian um, patients, and the Canadian government eventually paid out a hundred thousand dollars to each of 127 victims that sued. Oh, that's so much money. Uh, yeah, and Man. and so some other things happened here. There's um, theories that they dropped LSD on a town. 
um, and they put it in the water supply to LSD the entire town and watch the reactions that way. And also something messed up that is like super messed up is that they took children and they would, hold on, let me go to my notes real quick. They would sexually abuse them really hardcore. Um, they would, and physically abuse them until they lost their personality. And they, and they found out that these children had better vision, photographic memory, disease resistance, and language capabilities. Um, which is really messed up though. They were, these are children they were sexually and physically abusing to try to get you know, results that they wanted from them. Uh, but they would then lure, for, using these children, they would lure foreign dignitaries and then drug them and then put them in the beds with these children that had no minds whatsoever and then be like, hey, you better stick with us next time something happens or else we're gonna tell everybody that you're a pedophile or whatever. Um, and basically that's kind of all we know about um, MK Ultra at the moment that's a kind of a relatively brief run through but one th some theorists say that there is little reason to believe that MK Ultra doesn't continue today only using a different code name so that's pretty much the really that's the crash course on MK Ultra and it's kind of scary to think that the government was doing crazy stuff like that not only on American citizens but against each other like I said there were CIA um, people employees who were getting randomly LSD'd just to see their reactions and it's so messed up that this that the government was fully aware and could do this. You know, only thing for me that came out of that is the government loved using drugs, man. You know, there was drugs everywhere back then. Uh, they couldn't do it today, by the way. You don't think so? You never know. No, I mean, because... There's lots of stuff going on today that I think we don't know about. You look at, uh, you know, Area 51. Yeah, but still, like... They couldn't do like all of this and get away with it. It's too much. They going couldn't on. get away with it for sure. If this yeah. if this were to come out in twenty seventeen, like they recovered all these documents that were from like ten years ago or Twitter whatever. Be crazy for two days, man. <laughs> two days. It would be insane. There'd be a massive lawsuits. There'd probably be a massive uh, overthrowing of power. I would not be surprised if a large amount of um, high ranking officials in the U.S. government were forced to resign or jailed even because of this. This is like super. Uh, ethically wrong, morally wrong, and just really shady as a whole. I mean, my only thing was, you know, I understand what, like, I guess I could see what they were trying to do, but, like, they epically failed on multiple occasions. Like, they could have did you could better. You could see what they were trying, not that they should have been trying that, well, but no. uh, it, it, I think it all boils back to that uh, fear of communism and being not number one. They're like, we got to figure out how to be best. So let's do all these crazy experiments that nobody else, conceivably nobody else is as good at us, as good as us at, and so we can just have an edge in interrogation and torture and stuff like that, which is really kind of sick. So any any final thoughts on MK Ultra before we move on to our next topic? I, uh, man, terrible. That's all I'm going to say. It was a terrible job. Do I mean, you think... But it could conceivably be continuing today under a different code name. Um, no, because like all of the governments that would have to be involved, and also like a good majority of governments today hate each other. Mm -hmm. And like also like social media, it's so easy for someone to leak some. You know, Steve. You know, takes a, once True. again, Steve's still alive, doing the same messes up, like messing up from that time. Pulls out his phone. Let me take a picture to show my wife this. Mm -hmm. Doing some crazy stuff over here. She tweets it out on accident, <laughs> and then it's a whole problem. So, no, I don't think that could happen. I think if they could, if they, I mean, you never know, if, you know, from a, if you look at it from a conspiracy theory, you know, standpoint, mm -hmm. tinfoil hat and all that kind of stuff, you never know what our government could be doing without us knowing. And I'd say 
conceivably it could be happening but also like you said it's really really hard to get away with stuff nowadays especially with how aware everybody is of everything especially with all this you know develop constantly developing technology it's really hard to get away with anything like that especially something so massive where they're like giving LSD to random citizens you know it's really hard to not have those people talk later on or something like that yeah if I had to do like a out of five tinfoil hats for this one I mean it's definitely real still but going continu- on a day though but continuing today I give it a a one like there's a shot yeah but it's it's really not. not there is no shot but okay so let's move on to our next topic that we'll talk about for a few minutes or so and that is our next segment that we're going to test out called the snopes file where we're going to talk about uh you know an urban legend or something like that and then we're going to look at what snopes has to say is it true is it false and so this week we're going to cover something that is a little bit connected um to uh, MK Ultra and that whole government experimentation thing. We're going to talk about the, the creepypasta, the Russian sleep experiment. Have you read this before? Yes, and it makes no sense it's, at all. It's creepy, but I'm going to give you, it's really long. It's about 15 minutes if I read it all, um, but I'll give you a quick synopsis of it, or relatively quick. Um, so towards the end of the 1940s, Soviet researchers sealed five prison inmates in an airtight chamber and closed them with an experimental stimulant gap and dosed them, excuse me, with an experimental stimulant gas to test the effects of prolonged sleep deprivation. Their behavior was observed via two-way mirrors and their conversation and their conversations monitored electronically. They were promised their freedom if they could go without sleep for 30 days. Keep in mind the record for going without sleep nowadays is only 11. So the first few days passed pretty uneventfully. By the fifth day, however, the subjects began to show signs of stress and were overheard bemoaning their circumstances. They stopped conversing with their fellow inmates, choosing instead to whisper compromising information about one another into the microphone apparently in an effort to win the favor of the researchers. And paranoia begins to set in. On the ninth day, the screaming began. First one subject, then another was observed running around the chamber, screaming for hours on end. Equally disconcerting was the behavior of their quieter subjects, who began ripping apart the books they had been given to read, smearing the pages of the feces, and plastering them over the mirrored windows so their actions could no longer be observed. Then, just as suddenly, the screaming stopped, and the subjects ceased communicating altogether. Three days passed without a sound from inside the chamber. Fearing the worst, the researchers addressed them via the intercom. We are opening the chamber to test the microphone. They said, step away from the door and lie flat on the floor or you will be shot. Compliance will earn you, will earn one of you your immediate freedom. A voice from inside answered, we no longer want to be freed. Two more days passed without con- contact of any of, of any kind as the scientists debated what to do next. Finally, they decided to terminate the experiment. At midnight on the 15th day, the stimulant gas was flushed from the chamber and replaced with fresh air in preparation for the subject's release. Far from being pleased at the prospect of leaving, the subjects began screaming as if in fear for their lives. They began to have the gas turned back on. They begged to have the gas turned back on. Instead, the researchers unsealed the door to the chamber and sent armed soldiers inside to retrieve them. Nothing could have prepared them for carnage they witnessed upon entering. One subject was found dead, lying face down in six inches of bloody water. Chunks of his flesh had been torn off and stuffed into the floor drain. All of the subjects had been severely mutilated. In fact, even worse, the wounds appeared to be self-inflicted. They had ripped open their own abdomens and disemboweled themselves with their bare hands. Some had even eaten their own flesh. The, floor, the four who were still alive seemed terrified of falling asleep and refused to leave the chamber, again pleading with the researchers to turn the gas back on. When the soldiers attempted to remove their the inmates by force, they fought back so ferociously they couldn't believe their eyes. One suffered a ruptured spleen and lost so much blood there was literally nothing left for his heart to pump. He continued flailing for a full three minutes until his lifeless body collapsed. The remaining subjects were restrained and transported to a medical facility for treatment. They were first to be they first the first to be operated on fought so furiously against being anesthetized 
anesthetized that he tore muscles and broke bones during the struggle. As soon as the anesthetic took effect, his heart stopped and he died. The rest underwent surgery without sedation. Fear from feeling... Are far from feeling any pain, however, they laughed hysterically on the operating table, so hysterically that the doctors, perhaps fearing for their own sanity, administered a paralytic agent to immobilize them. After surgery, the survivors were asked why they had mutilated themselves and why they so desperately wanted to go back on the stimulant gas. Each, in turn, gave them some enigmatic answer, the same enigmatic answer, I must remain awake. The researchers considered euthanizing them to obliterate every trace of the failed experiment, but were overruled by their commanding officer, who ordered that it be resumed immediately with three of the researchers joining the inmates in the sealed chamber. Horrified, the chief researcher pulled out a pistol and shot the commanding officer point blank. He then turned and shot one of the two surviving subjects. Aiming his gun to the last one alive, he asked, What are you? I must know. Have you forgotten so easily? The subject said, grinning. We are you. We are the madness that lurks within you all, begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go to the nocturnal haven where we cannot tread. The researcher fired a bullet into his heart. The, EG, the EEG monitor flatlined as the subject murmured these last words, So nearly free. That's a pretty, but this is a brief synopsis of it. Um, so yeah, I read this, and you know, as a kid or as a younger person, when I read this, I think I was probably pretty terrified, especially reading it at night. You know, you're like, that's pretty messed up. That's kind of creepy. What is this whole thing about not going to sleep when I'm? It's nighttime, you know. <laughs> and so I think I probably was not entirely sold on it, but also not, you know, as a kid, you know, you kind of believe half believe stuff. Where you're like, well, maybe it's true. No. You never believed no, it? No, no. See, like, all right, immediately when I read this, I was like, where, like, where is this, like, movie script at? They actually are making it do a movie, Who sent, Exactly. The guy must have sent a script here. was like, hey, let's see how people feel about this, and then kept it moving. This makes, like, legit the whole time. First off, the ending sounds like a Batman villain, like, Holy Scarecrow. I am you. We are you. Remember us. Like, what was that? I mean, it was interesting, I guess. But, like, the whole concept was, like, I stay up for, like, 30 days, which impossible. You'd be dead by that time. Absolutely. But you stand up for, like, 10 days. You stand up all day, and out of nowhere, you just stop talking. And then out of nowhere, you just... I don't even know what they were thinking. They just turned into, like, zombies out of nowhere. I don't even know what the whole concept was. Like, they're technically, this is zombies. Because, like, they... Uh, I, it's it's something else. It's more like this consciousness that awakes in them that is always there, except when they go to sleep because they can't touch them when they're asleep. So everyone's like they are awake so, for so long they become aware of this consciousness in them that is like, you know, kind of fighting for control of their body or something like that. I think that it's kind of creepy. I think that I, well, I should say Snopes says false. It's a false thing. Obviously, yeah, it's a creepy pasta. Um, and the count is a historical record of a genuine 1940 sleep deprivation research project gone awry, or what's A W R I? Awry, excuse me. Awry. I was like, that's. Oh, I don't know how to read. Leave me alone. <laughs> I was like, that didn't sound right. Anyways, uh, it's merely a bit of supernatural fiction, and it gained a lot of popularity. I think this is, yeah, it's not true, um, like S. Nope says, but I think it's nevertheless an interesting story, one of the best creepypastas out there, in my opinion, and I think it'll make for an interesting horror movie if it's done correctly. Um, definitely kind of has that creepy side to it. Question, yeah. do you think someone would do this just to see what happens? 
I think if there, if I think it would not surprise me. Uh, and we talked about with MK Ultra briefly is that they did try to put people in these isol. I tried to isolate them and stuff like that's so the kind of the sensory deprivation thing. This is more like sleep deprivation. So it wouldn't surprise me if someone would try to do this. I think it would be very very dangerous and it wouldn't work out for them. And obviously there wouldn't probably be the same result of you know somebody dying. I think it'd be more like or of somebody going crazy and this conscience being woken. I think it'd be more if someone just dies because it's a dangerous thing to do. You begin hallucinating um and a whole lot of other stuff happens um especially for that guy that broke the record for longest sleep or longest days without sleep with 11 days he started to lose his mind really by the end of the day and sleep was almost uh unavoidable well all i'm gonna say is i think this is a hot take i think i could have did it do you think you could do you 30 give me days? like a nice little like box set of like a tv series i think that's a bad idea give me a few movies you know maybe even give me like a few magazines for the old days you know the flip through and some games i think i could do it i think i could take it well i i highly recommend you don't try it <laughs> i mean we're gonna live stream it guys Just no, you know, no or not doing the, me doing the test you know 30 day live stream 30 day live stream me staying up all day in a room it has to be a nice room, though. I gotta have at least a nice couch. I think eventually you're not nice, gonna be able to fight off a nice couch. And a then nice you can't couch. have that at all. You're gonna fall asleep on it. But like, if I could just sit on it, though, like a nice little couch with maybe a little love seat in there, because I like love seats, because I think they're cool. <laughs> okay. I think I could do it. I really think I, I I have it. I think I could say it for like five days maximum. Maybe. I think I think I can do. I, you know what? I want to do 12. I want to do exactly whatever exact minute that that guy did. I want to do one minute this more. This is what you got to do. This summer, you got to take do a, do this as long as you can. Do a vlog. Do a diary. Record it. And then we can post it as content. That's what... Hey, I might hey, do it. Hey, if you don't survive, make sure you write it into your will or whatever <laughs> that I get all the rights to that so I can make some money. I think... <laughs> like, all right. So I've done two days before and it was terrible. But I think if I if I push myself, do I get Red Bulls? That's another. If I could get like a Red Bull, how or many something, stipulations do you need? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying to I'm trying to build something here. Like if I get some Red Bulls in there, you know. The thing is, with energy drinks, push it. It shoots you up, but then you got to come down eventually. You're just gonna keep pounding them. But if I keep doing them, I don't get that crash yet. And then I'll crash, but I'll have like a mega crash, like in one of those commercials. You like sleep, you fall into a coma, you turn into Rip Van Winkle. Yeah, <laughs> like the old commercials though, about like this is like this is Molly on marijuana, and she's like in the couch basically. That'd be me by like the last day when I hit that crash. I'll just just become one the couch man. Oh my god! It'd be good sleep though. You know that guy had amazing sleep after eleven days. How long did he, I don't know. We should look up how long he slept sometime. But I bet yeah, he probably was out for at least twenty four hours. If you're hours. listening, guy, I want to interview you. Yes, we do. Come on our podcast, please. I'll pay you money because I want to do what you did. <laughs> pay you money out of my own pocket. I only can afford a subway sandwich, but if that's enough, man, I got three nickels, an old gum wrapper, and a in a. And a paper clip. Dude, I just want I just want you to like come up here, you know, we talk a little bit. Maybe I do your thing after this. Do a live stream of me and you doing it together. This I don't think time. that guy ever wants to do it again. I, I think he's like, I set the record, I'm done. No, me and him do it this time. Give us like a very long game. Like give him like give us like six games to beat. We can do this, man. All right. And make yeah. it double double XP weekend. Oh my okay. Woo. Let's wrap this up. You got any final thoughts on Russian Sleep Experiment or Project MK Ultra? Um I think this was interesting. I mean to think that the government actually did this at a point is cool. 
I think they honestly should have just combined the two and just called it the Project <laughs> MK Russian Sleep Experiment. It would have been a lot better, I think. A lot of people would have been able to sit with it more. But yeah. I don't know if I agree I with mean, that. I mean, don't do it again. That's all I'm going to say. Like, don't do this another time. Hopefully, don't do it. Like, really, just don't I think do it again. I think we're past the phase where we have Nazi scientists and experiment doing crazy unethical experiments. They Hopefully, should do, you never know. They should do an experiment. Another hot take. They should do an experiment this time, but with, like, no Twitter for a whole week. Oh, my Locking gosh. Guys off the grid, dude. Whole week. No social media. Can you do it? Oh, my God. You might actually have to read a book. Walk, go outside, maybe. That would uh, be the that's, torture. That's overrated, by the way. Reading is overrated. <laughs> okay. Stay in school, kids. Final thoughts, because we're going a little bit long, and we have another clip we're going to have to put at the end of yeah, this. Yeah, no, yeah. That's 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 all my thoughts. All right. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Podcast 51. We'll be at you again, uh, you know, in a few weeks, maybe. Maybe it'll be next year. We're not really sure yet. <laughs> but the goal is that once we get this up and running for sure, um, it'll be bi-weekly. Yep, bi-weekly and good. And you know? good. The best. The best around. All right, see you later, guys. I'm Tom. I'm Ymir. And see you next time. Guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus.